0: This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for February 19, 2012. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 through 9. The Messages is by Mother Nancy Stanton. I always get tickled when the Gospel is transfiguration. In the seven years that I was at St. John's, those of you that were originally from there, will remember that every time Transfiguration came up, it was my turn to preach. And in those seven years, Art Hadley never once preached on the Transfiguration. And he used to laugh when he'd see the schedule. He'd say, oh, it's Transfig, it must be your Sunday. I have preached in many ways on Transfiguration. In fact, I have even used stories to make the Transfiguration more real to us and, and to um, our time today. One of the ones that um, that I love most of all is I used the story of the Velveteen Rabbit. And I remember when I came here, went to St. Matthew's, the first Sunday that I preached on the Transfiguration, Ron said to me, well, that's not fair. Everybody loves the Velveteen Rabbit. (laughs) But it was funny because this week, it struck me differently than it has before. There are many stories about gods with a small g living on mountaintops looking down on humans so that they can see what they do wrong and what they do right and they can either punish them or they can give them accolades for the good that they do and there are stories in scripture about our god on a mountaintop particularly we all remember moses and the ten commandments and of course the story of our gospel today the transfiguration And the thing that I love about the Transfiguration story is Peter. Because, again, Peter's just like me. He inserts foot and then pushes. He's wonderful. He's just absolutely wonderful. He was so excited he wanted to build something permanent so that they could just stay on that mountaintop. And all of us feel like when we have a mountaintop experience, we don't want it to end. I remember when I went to Crescia, I didn't want that weekend to end. It was so wonderful. It was just so fabulous. It was a weekend with God, and it was exciting. The other thing I think that we all remember is our wedding. The bride is beautiful. She's excited. She's in a gorgeous dress. The groom is nervous, but he's excited, and he can't believe how beautiful his bride is. And it's, for most people, the most exciting day of their life. Just what could be any better than that until you have your first child, and then that's the most exciting day of your life. But a wedding is, is just a fabulous time. And then five years after the wedding, you look back, and you, what you wanted to stay on that mountaintop, you just wanted to be so terribly in love and so excited about each other, you find that you've gone down and back up and down and back up. And hopefully you've walked together in those crisis and in the mountaintop experiences. And the one thing that we do know is that God is with us. No matter where we are, whether we're down or whether we're up, God is always with us. And the thing that always strikes me when I have a crisis in my life is that Psalm 23 comes into my mind, and I go over it and over it and over it. And particularly though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Just the fact that we know God is with us, no matter how far down we get or how up high we get, is an exciting thing because he's there. He's not going to leave our sides. And he loves us as his children. It's... Interesting, because as I have read and I have prayed, I know that the gospel shows us, particularly as we read a few words before our gospel and as we go on through the rest of the story, It's shown us the horror, the absolute horror of crucifixion and all that Jesus went through for us. But it also shows us the glory of the resurrection. And that's so exciting also. How many Easter's have you gone through? And have you ever not been excited I'm 74 years old, and I can remember at least for 70 years walking into the church on Easter morning and hearing, Christ is risen! And it just sent goosebumps through my body and responding, Christ is risen indeed. It's such an exciting mountaintop experience. However, as I read and I prayed, over this gospel, it struck me with something else, and it stayed in my mind, and it just kept kind of revolving around and around. If you remember how the gospel goes, it also contains the experience of a voice. And, of course, that voice is identified As God's voice and it identifies Jesus as God's beloved son and it tells the disciples as well as it tells us to listen to him now we've heard this listen to him before God must think there's something really really important about our listening to what Jesus has to say. We could take our time and we could go all through the New Testament and we can look at everything that Jesus tells us, what we are supposed to do, and listen to what he says. And it would take us years and years and years to do. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't do that. But I believe that if we listen to two things that Jesus has said, that it would be very difficult if we really listened and we really followed for us to sin. I think we can sum it up in the two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. If you listen to those two commandments, it's almost impossible. In fact, I think I would say it is impossible for us to sin. Perhaps we need to repeat these commandments several times during the day. Maybe we need to put them up in our mirror in the bathroom so we read them the first thing in the morning, and maybe in our visor on the car, maybe at our desk at work, whatever, so that we remember the commandments. Because stop and think. If you feel that you are going to murder someone which is a fairly big sin. If you're going to do that, how pleased is God going to be with you? And are you treating your neighbor as yourself? Are you loving them as yourself? That goes for husbands and wives too. (laughs) We've got some interaction going on down here. (laughs) I believe that, again, it would just be impossible for us to do it if we're going to tell a lie. Again, we look at it and say, you know, is God going to be pleased with what we're going to say? No. What about gossiping? I was talking with a friend the other day, and we were talking about how... It's kind of hard sometimes to call ourselves Christians because we'll be having a conversation and the next thing you know, what are we doing? We're gossiping. And it's easy to slide into. And again, if we think about what God wants us to hear, if we think about what he wants us to do, we can't do that. And those two commandments are going to keep us from us. I don't want to be gossiped about. And no one else does either. And so it's going to keep us from doing that. I think that we have a hard time with calling ourselves Christians sometimes. And we need to remember that as we, as we feel that we are Christians and we want to be Christians and we want to follow what God wants us to do and what Jesus tells us to do, listen to those two commandments. They're going to take you right where you need to be. Jesus is the bearer of God's word. He is the word of love. He's the word of truth. He's the word of promise. He's the word of possibilities. So the best thing we can do is to listen to him. And in him, we find one who has lived through the Mount of Transfiguration all the way down to Golgotha and all the way back to the resurrection. He is the word made flesh, and he's dwelt among us. And if we listen to him, and we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our minds, and we love our neighbor as ourselves, We are going to follow his word. We are going to listen to him. And there is nothing better that as Christians we can do. We need to be attuned to what we are saying, to think before we speak. We need to be attuned to what he wants us to say. And not to what we want to say for ourselves. Jesus is the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God who became flesh and dwelt among us. Praise be to God you were just listening to come and see come and see is a production of St. Andrew's Anglican Church in Lewis Center Ohio St. Andrew's is also available online at www.standrewspolaris.org please join us again when we invite you to come and see